0: You know suicide. what the fuck it is Aries and, and Andy, you and the jerk You know it's time to get this work The real raw, gutter, uncut it's cocaine No political corrections Always sleep, fuck being now. a woke. We discuss politics and jokes Cry we There's levels to this shit Before you were sucking on your mama's tit Airy Spears don't give a fuck We talk about race a lot Racism Sexism Much love to my loyal bitch bag holders Rollers, clip loaders We got them in the folders The whole world on our shoulders Spears and Steinberg Yeah! Run up and get touched up Suicide (laughs) And all of y'all know my style Then up and up. Suicide And all of y'all know my style. Yo ho, ho, ho. We are in Arlington, Massachusetts. Uh, never been here before, been to Boston a gazillion times. Never been to Arlington Mass. Ain't a motherfucking thing to do in this motherfucker. And we are
1: in the fucking tundra. Negative 10 fucking degrees. I saw that it was going to be like that uh, last week. And then I sent you that note. Are you bringing your long johns? Well, I always pack my long johns, <laughs> but I
0: almost had to double up, nigga. <laughs> Negative 10.
1: When I was waiting for the Uber, there's a little backstory to all this. that we're It's gonna tell you fucking right wicked, now. kid. I was waiting for the Uber four minutes. Right. I, I knew it was cold but I was using my phone I was calling you know we were talking because she had gloves on and I didn't have the gloves I couldn't feel my th- my thumb hurt like it was in pain when I got it's into it's not it. a game folks oh nah, man
0: you mixing this cold with this Boston Massachusetts
1: racism <laughs> this shit is
0: biting nigga
1: the wind says nigga um and, and I took the train out here oh, I left man. it <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. I was supposed to leave at 10 something this morning. I left. We didn't leave for about, uh, we we're about 25 minutes late or something like that. 30 minutes right. late. And then I don't know if it's from the cold or what it is, but they had issues the whole way out here. So I didn't get out here till we're well, recording this, like maybe 15, not even probably 15 minutes since I've been here. Yeah. And uh, uh, it, it was just, it was a pain. It's been a painful day. So you're getting this. Uh, I, I, I
0: don't want to give too much uh, pre pre, Pre-podcast, in terms of uh, the appetizer, because the meat and potatoes is these two movies we're gonna talk about. But I do want to say this: uh, the funny thing is, Arlington Mass is maybe a fifteen-minute drive from Boston.
1: Yeah, that's correct. Downtown, downtown Boston. From. Yeah.
0: And if I would have knew, if I would have knew it was this close, I would have told him put my ass in the hotel in downtown Boston, where the action is, as opposed to. Where we're staying, which is eight minutes from the venue, because, you know, 15 minutes, we ain't talking about a seven minute difference, but it would have just been worth it only because uh, I flew in on a red eye Thursday, got here Friday morning Uh, for two hours. I had to wait in the car before I was scheduled to do radio at 8 a.m. Didn't end up getting on till 830 a.m. Then by the time I finished all the stations, checked into the hotel, it was 10. I was dead tired, slept the whole fucking day. But I've been in a hotel all day, so I'm and I'm in a major. I'm close to Boston, so it's like I want to you know experience a little bit of the city. So I had my driver take me out to a restaurant last night in the heart of downtown Boston on a North End kid, um, and I just I, it just reminded me how much I love this city and how it's the you know the enemy to New York, but nonetheless it offers what New York offers in terms of attitude and chutzpah. Um, So I enjoyed a nice dinner and some wine by myself, but fucking Arlington kid.
1: Brutal. (laughs) It's the sticks, man. It's the
0: sticks. God damn it.
1: Uh, I'm driving here with the Uber driver and he just makes a quick, right. And we're in the hotel. We're like, went literally from trees to a hotel.
0: Yeah. Uh, And, and, and uh, um, real quick, uh, what the fuck I was going to say before I just lost my train of thought. Um, Anyway, I don't know. Uh, But, yeah, so we're here in 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 Arlington, um, doing the Regent Theater. Uh, two things. Also, I, I, here's what I was gonna say. So maybe not right now, but on the email episode, you know, we're here in Massachusetts. So he's gonna make an appearance.
1: Oh, he has to. He's
0: fucking to die for. He, he, he. I had a couple of people on Instagram when I uh, posted the picture, uh, the, the the advertisement for me being at the theater. A couple of people was like, they said, "Yeah, is Bobby gonna be at the show?" So yeah. Are you gonna do? Are you? Do you think you might do him in your set? I don't think so. I don't. I don't think so. Uh, unless you know that that would have to be such a
1: special thing for somebody to yell out. Do it at the very beginning. At the very end.
0: Right. I love uh, your fucking city kid. It's fucking wicked.
1: <laughs> He's, does he have VIP tickets here?
0: You're fucking VIP. I, I'm fucking running a joint kid. <laughs> I'm fucking white. That my skin is VIP. <laughs> Okay. Very important pigmentation, kit. All right. Um, these two movies, one of which Andy brought to my attention, and I should slap myself, and I'm ashamed of myself for not having watched this movie way earlier, The Banker with Anthony Mackie and Sam Jackson. I can't wait to talk about that.
1: And we've been ta- saying we were going to get this right, on right, because right. I, I watched it, and, you, you know, I watched it a while ago, and I didn't get I should have watched it on the train up here, but... I didn't. It's so, it's about banks and money. You know, the Jews. <laughs> he was going to watch it because he was definitely wanted to watch it because it was about banks. And money. But I've already watched it.
0: And you know how them Jews are, man. But the fact that it was two niggas, he probably had a hard time settling in. But that's how they spy on us. All right. <laughs> um, and the other movie, and let me just say The Banker, five yo's out of five yo's. And the other movie people kept saying we had to watch. Was you people with Jonah Hill and Eddie Murphy? I hate to say what I'm about to say. One and a half yo's out of five yo's.
1: See, I, I have a different take. Okay, because I liked what they were doing. Um, I'll talk more about more about and was it, it. Kenya cause...
0: Barris, he's the guy that was- yeah, man. And and I know the creator of Blackish, and he pushes the envelope. I'm going to say this, for a movie versus television, the stakes need to be raised. And this felt like a long TV show.
1: Now, I don't, I, I'm disagreeing with you. I'm going to tell you what I didn't like about it okay. as, as we get to it. There's something I liked it and then absolutely hated it at the same time. But then I had an epiphany. Uh Uh-oh. So I haven't decided what to give this movie. I'm still wrestling with it because there's a lot of, and as we talk about it, maybe I'll get it, it I'm wrestling with a lot of things. It
0: was funny. When I was at dinner last night, uh, uh, Andy said he was on his way to watching it. And I, of course, I'd seen it on the plane ride over. And his first thing he says to me was my first major note. Before I even watched it.
1: As soon as I watched like the first few minutes of it, I sent you a text.
0: And this was one of my first major notes. Eddie Murphy's character felt like, to me, Charlie Murphy, if Charlie Murphy was alive and had to play it. He and would, I even thought... He would have killed if it. If he was alive, he should have played it. He
1: would have killed it. And
0: I know they would have gave it to Eddie because Eddie's the bigger name.
1: But that role was Charlie Murphy. Murphy's role. That he would have played it uh, in a way that... It's just not Eddie Murphy's... It's not Eddie Murphy's and, wheelhouse.
0: Charlie is naturally intimidating. And if you knew him... I mean, nice guy, personally. but The nicest. But, right, but if 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 you didn't know him and he was a nigga walking down the street, you might have just made sure you didn't bump into him.
1: Charlie, honestly, it, when I think about, he's one of the reasons why I started taking pictures with the comics. Now mm. I never would take him before right. because I always wanted to pretend like I had been in the room, right? And I had been there before. Like this is no big deal. We're we're good. We're all working in the same industry. But when he went, him and, and it was him and Ralphie Mae. And when those guys went and I didn't have pictures with them, I was so mad because I spent a lot of quality time with these people. Not hour, not days, not right. weeks, but quality time where we really were talking about some shit.
0: Right.
1: It, it, it pisses me off. But Charlie, Charlie would have killed that that's his oh, that was his role. Oh. That couldn't have been written any better than oh. for him.
0: It felt like, you know, and I remember when Eddie did his Charlie Murphy impression on Inside the Actors Studio. Uh and it was Charlie Murphy without putting a hundred percent into it. He was being Charlie Murphy.
1: The scene when you really first meet Eddie, uh, Eddie Murphy's character, he's right. wearing sunglasses. Charlie right. wouldn't have wore sunglasses. Charlie wouldn't, he might've had them on, but he would have taken them off because Charlie's eyes were right. part of his intimidation. Right. And that right. lack of eye contact, on right. uh, that's what I immediately made me when that's Charlie Murphy's part. Okay. Okay. I agree. I agree.
0: Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to go. Should I go to the lighter notes first or should I get to the meat and potatoes? Let me go to the lighter notes. I'm going, dude, why is Julia Louis-Dreyfus the only one out of Seinfeld crew that works? Well, we know why Kramer ain't working.
1: Yeah. Shut up! 50 years ago, they had you upside down with a
0: fucking fork up your
1: ass.
0: You can talk, you can talk, you can talk your brain now motherfucker. out, he's a nigger. He's a nigger. He's a oh my God. A nigger look a nigger.
1: <laughs> yeah, he actually. <laughs> Kramer, uh, with, uh, which is Richards, Michael Richards. Michael Richards. He actually made it so. No one was allowed to use that word at, at the Laugh Factory. Yeah, Jamie tried that
0: bullshit ban that only lasted a couple weeks. He ain't going to stop comics from being comics. But saying words. I,
1: I love when he was like, no one's going to see it. That's- buddy, buddy,
0: no one, we're going to ban, it. And, and this is why I said, I don't want to get off topic, but I love Jamie, but just because you own a club don't mean you know comedy. That's like telling a hunter, I'm going to take away your bullets, go kill the animal. Like, nigga, come on, man, that's ammo. Um, But... You know, I I noticed like, you know, uh, and you said that at one point uh, Jason
1: Alexander was more theater. Seinfeld doesn't work really. Seinfeld chooses he I mean he does his own projects. I don't yeah. think if he has his plane, he has his life. Yeah. He still likes doing stand-up. Right. I, I don't think he gives a shit. One way that's probably more yeah. and, and you know he had offers to do movies and other things when he was right. doing he turned them all down. He just I don't think that's his lane and he's comfortable not being an actor. But she
0: seems to be the the yeah, yeah the Beyonce of the group. But she's looking different looking. Hey. Paul Mo- man, I think about that Paul Mooney joke, nigga, from time to time, and just start laughing. White people, you guys are good up to 30 after that nightmare on Elm Street. Damn, that's so goddamn funny. It
1: just She just looks, I'm not even going to say she looks bad. It just, she just doesn't look like, you know, I, I said to- That's to, your people, man. Tara and I were watching, and I go, that doesn't look like the same person that's on Seinfeld.
0: Y'all just bad aging people. <laughs> Bad fruit is how you go, hey. dude. I'm almost sixty. I don't. I'm not. Yeah, but you got that juice skin. <laughs> I mean, that yarmulke holds all your skin back. <laughs> um, uh, and, and you know, I notice again, I with these certain with these comedies, but white people, y'all are heavy on sarcasm, man. Yeah, black people don't do sarcasm comedically the way y'all do.
1: I'm no. a big on sarcasm. It's it. That's really a Jewish. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that's really a Jewish thing. And Jews have have, have a very you know a, a, a part of comedy that's a uh, that's significant. And I think that that's where it falls from. It it, it is it is it, it's. You know you don't, and this is a very Jewish thing. You don't say what you want. You say things sarcastically so that other people understand. Passive aggression. Passive aggression. I, 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 the first time I, I'm driving with my grandmother and we're going, they had this little cabin. Uh, and so we're going to this little cabin and we're driving up there. And I haven't really spent that much time with my grandparents because I really didn't spend any time with my dad. So this was a big deal. We're driving up to this cabin and my grandmother said she'd sit in the back seat. And so I'm sitting up front with my grandfather. I'm having a good time. I roll down the window and whatever, we're having a nice time. And then my grandmother goes, wouldn't you rather the window be up than down? And I go, no, that's why I rolled it down. I'd rather it be down than up. And then there was silence for a while. And then my grandfather goes, she's asking you to turn it down, to roll the window up with not with not asking you. Ooh, that's, with- that's woman shit too, though. Hey, I, well, you're right. Women do that shit, But, you know, it's right. your grandma. She could have just said, you know, Andy, it's blowing all over me. Right. Can you just roll the window up? Do you mind? Thank you. I appreciate it.
0: I thought you was going to tell me y'all was rolling, riding through a bad neighborhood, <laughs> like an urban neighborhood. And she was like, Andy, can you roll the window up? That nigga stench is hitting me all <laughs> in my Jewish nostrils. <laughs> I smell too much cocoa butter and afro you know,
1: and gold. This is the thing, though. She would never... I've never, I never heard her cuss. I never heard her use any foul language I ne- because when you are passive aggressive like that, you don't have to, right. You just keep saying like you use sarcasm, you use everything except what you really want to say.
0: Hmm. Um, you know, early on that scene with Jonah Hill and his boss and they're, you know, having those sarc- yeah. sarcastic moment, but then the boss starts talking about his dick and comedically, Jonah starts talking about his dick with his boss and making jokes about trying to be funny, but something to the extent of grabbing his dick and shaking it or whatever it was. And again, I just thought to myself, especially when you think about a guy like Goffrey, who's so pro-black and stands on his manly morals. And I and I said before on this podcast, gay innuendos. White guys have no problem comedically. Doing gay innuendos. Whereas black dudes, again, we're more conservative and homophobic. But I wonder when you, if you're offered the part of the boss and you're black, and this is a movie with Eddie Murphy, I, I put more weight on Eddie Murphy than Jonah Hill, but respectively, Jonah Hill too. But Eddie Murphy, as a comic, this is, hey, I'm suiting up to play ball with Jordan.
1: Do you not take that part because of your? manly morals i think you take it but you do it in a, in a way that has a different kind of strength to it okay you know what i mean you, okay. mean, you did you, those words that he used you just change those words a little bit because it was about his size and girth right. and you know you, right he could uh you know you just the way you say it you, right. cha- you change it okay
0: okay yeah but I make think it, it be, more like you are the giver of the big dick and not the recipient yeah okay and that plays into the stereotype of black manhood,
1: but it it plays it plays into the dominance area. You know, the, I'm dominating this conversation. Right. I'm dominating this moment. I'm do- not to be weak because I think that's a lot of what I think. A lot of it is the perception of what weakness is, and I think in I could be wrong because I'm I'm going to I'm going to say this from a different point of view. I've thought about this and why it's so different in the black community than it is the white community and why a white person versus a black person would have the the homophobia as, as you put it. I think it, because it, it, it's deemed from a place of weakness. Homophobia, homophobia was always about, you know, like you throw like a girl. That was, that was a thing to say to someone who was, who, you know, if they were, if they were perceived as gay, they'd be like, you throw like a girl, which is weak. Not, right. not, it, it's about not being dominant. Right. And I, and I think it, because of society and the way society has moved, a black person does not want to present themselves as weak.
0: Or emasculated because I mean, that's buck breaking and yeah. all that.
1: Okay. Going all the way back. Yeah. Why, okay. And I don't think that white people have ever had to struggle with that. So it's easier to go, oh yeah, I can come from this place. Cause it's not, it, it doesn't, the history doesn't have the same hold. Right. So there.
0: Were you buying the relationship between Jonah Hill and her? I wasn't.
1: I could have. But that's, that's Nipsey Hussle's ex-wife. Yeah. Well, widow. I yeah. should say, sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Once you have. first. A-
0: by the way, by the first time I saw her was, uh, and she was a little bit younger, therefore uh, lighter in weight. Not to say, you know, she's still beautiful and yeah. thick now and fucking gorgeous. But, uh, Atlanta, AT, that movie with uh, Ti,
1: Georgia, Georgia. But she, she was oh, she was in a high school movie, and I forgot what it, what the movie is. Uh, but it's about a night where uh, I think pro, not prom, maybe graduation night, prom night. I don't know what it is. She's she, hot to death, and she was she dude, she's really hot, right? And so, you know how you say white boy hot, like right. Uh, this way, that translates to white boy hot. So I kind of understood it. But when I have the image of Nipsey in my head too, and Jonah Hill, I don't see, like you don't go from Nipsey to Jonah Hill. Right. So right, in my head, right, right. in my head, it I was, just didn't buy it. Um, I didn't buy it. I, I could, you know what, what scene helped me buy it is, is the first scene when they're at the restaurant and then they play music, right? Okay, And the, you see everybody, it starts off the restaurant's full. It's early. Okay, And you allow two people to sit and germinate. I like the word germinate for this. They germinate, they grow, right. they, they, they intertwine, they become something. And you saw that happening is how they set up. They had without Kevin, w- w- what Barris did there, what I thought was interesting. And there's, this is why I really have a new uh, idea about this movie. He didn't give you why they had things in common. They gave you him who was a little bit like the culture. And he, you you see that he has a a podcast and that he, he he has some uh, that he has the connection. Right. But you don't Barris isn't giving you the ingredients of why they came together. He just let them sit there for a while. Like I said, that relationship, that, that connection germinates. And then after that, it continues to move on. They had something to come. They had a reason to sit there for hours and hours and talk. And I think that that's, that's what he's trying to tell you. You don't need to know why, but because they were able to sit there, they were able to do that. They were able to connect. They found each other in that. And then it didn't, it didn't happen right then, but it was, that was the initial. And then they had like other things. She
0: seems so naturally rooted in her culture, in the culture, our culture that like you say, Going from a Nipsey hustle. Now, we're talking about a movie versus her real life. But even they established early on in real life, she was with a black dude. And usually when black girls fuck with white boys, they're either black girls who really have a strong affinity for white meat, period. Which is to say that's usually all they date. Or they've been so disappointed and let down by black men Continuously, that they finally open themselves to the option. She didn't
1: feel like either one. Or there's one more that a female finds someone very interesting for whatever reason. Sometimes because it's not what you've been looking for. Sometimes someone can be interesting enough. That they just, for whatever reason, move you into a direction that you are curious okay. about who they are. Okay. And I can that's I can a, speak on that one. That's a strong sometime. But it can happen, and I'm speaking. It, I'm speaking on that honestly because it's happened to you. I'm interesting. Fuck that, dude. I'm GTA Andy. goddammit. damn it! Put you no.
0: on the table. I'm interesting. I mean, I- You I, goddamn I, right. You, I forgot you do helicopters, cocaine, <laughs> prison, motorcycles, t- t- tattoos. I forgot who you are.
1: All women that I've dated- the shit out of me. All women that I've dated. All. No matter who they were, where they came from, what their origin, whatever their It's because I was interesting. I was interesting. I'm not the best looking guy. I've dated above my fucking uh, scorecard every fucking time. I'm Interesting. Be interesting. I forgot. You, 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 and you're doing that in a joke right, right now. You're
0: right. you right. I forgot. You got a you got a chick 20 years younger than you that's a fucking attorney. God damn it.
1: Be interesting.
0: Every now and then I forgot. And you gotta remind me. Unzip your zipper.
1: <laughs> Stick on the table. Be nigga. Int- but if you're interesting, the, 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 it, it passes a lot of things. But that doesn't mean you're gonna get past it in life. Because right. there's always more, there's more things that come up with it. But yeah, keep going. Because I do think though, and that's why I like that that scene when they're in the restaurant, that if you gave interesting time to germinate, to come up, to, to grow, I think most people would be interested in another person, at least as a friend, right. as a friend, as a person. But and, and think about that moment. How many moments, honest moments, do you think people have? To sit with each other. And now, separate those honest moments and make them about people that don't necessarily go. You know what I mean? They're not from the same whatever. Whatever right. you want to use. There's there's plenty of, uh, of uh, it doesn't have to be black and white. There's plenty of different uh, variables in this. Right. But you let them sit there and you let them enjoy themselves. You let them find something common that's worth sitting there for and, and, and spend hours with each other. Something can happen. Told me to cut you off, man, but we have to take a break. It's nothing personal. It's just business.
0: Um, and folks, if it feels like we're kind of barreling through this, we kind of got the Mission Impossible yeah. <laughs> clock in the back of our heads. Doom, 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 doom. Because we're trying to squeeze in two of these movies within a certain time before we have to go hit the stage. So I don't want to make it seem like if the, if my pace and my pulse feels like we're barreling through this, we're just trying to get it all in. Because I definitely want to talk about The Banker on the heels of this. Okay. Um. Her meeting the family for the first time, and this is one of, the, one of the moments that, to me, is what lost me. It felt so forced. It felt more like a skit on a sketch show than a real moment because it was too much politically incorrect, politically correct overload.
1: But that's what it was supposed to be. I know, but it didn't feel natural. No, it did. I'm t- you thought so, dude? I was so cringy because I know those people. I know oh, those people that tr- You thought that they would have really said all that in that one sitting? The mom and the dad both back to back, nonstop. No, the dad actually, the dad was the fun. Uh, what's David DeCovney. The- yeah. D- David DeCovney did such a good job with that little role because it wasn't a lot of speaking parts in that. But when uh <laughs> but when you he didn't do that. He didn't do what she did. He stayed kind of cool and he was quiet the whole time. But when any time music came up, and 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 this is one of those things like, and it's a very white thing that if you like black artists, black music, black, you think that that's your connection. that's your black end. anything, but that's your but but especially music because then you have this idea that you somehow are cooler or like you, you understand something right. like there's a, because music has a philosophy. And so if you think that you connect with the music, you think that you can find that way to a connection. And I, and honestly, I'm going to tell you the reason it was so cringy for me. That's what white people do. They try to find a way in to connect, to show that I'm not one of those. I'm one of these. Not saying, but it makes them one of those. Right when
0: they when they add shit like that to the end of a statement, and
1: nah, me, they, it is, it, it was cringy to me. We got it from two different places looking at it, but I'm going right. to tell you, he captured something. Yeah, he took it a little over the top. Maybe it doesn't go that far, but it's a representation of what it is.
0: But to the flip side on that, the meeting with Jonah Hill and Eddie felt more honest to me.
1: With oh, Eddie Eddie in the restaurant, at Roscoe's, yeah.
0: That felt. That didn't feel like a skit.
1: That didn't. But I, I usually, and this is this could be my ignorance and, and my limited amount of connection in this. Usually, the mom keeps the dad from going as far as he wants to go. In this one, the mom was kind of. But on the other hand, he asked me to meet a Roscoe's. Yeah. So he. It was almost. The mom could have been insulted by that in the first place. Like
0: I didn't even get that Nia Long was the wife until later. I thought that was his other daughter. Oh, because I they, didn't even pick that
1: up. See, that was kind of that was a little off for me too because right. she's never played a mom. I never has she played a mom. Uh, no, not that I've seen. No, because she's that that's not her part. Um. But she played it. I thought she did well with it. I'm not. I'm not gonna knock that at all. But usually the wife is the one who kind of like calms that down, or like tries to like don't. But she was part of it. She wasn't. Right. She. That's the only thing that I noticed in that scene. But yeah, Eddie. Eddie. I felt like that was honest. That was honest.
0: And and, and again, that was the first time we see Eddie, and I was so caught up into that being Charlie Murphy. Yeah. You know should have been yeah listen man i'm i'm gonna be honest with you man and i've said this before eddie's a legend he's an icon he's a goat no question but this second half of his comedic life and i and i say and i think this is a, a, a very a great compliment and comparison because people if you know what i mean you know you know my affinity for number 23 michael jordan he's the king But there's a difference between Wizards Jordan and Prime Chicago Bulls Jordan. And Eddie the Murphy to me right now in this half of his second half of his comedic life is Wizards Jordan. Still respectable, still putting up 20, right? Still didn't do shit, but just not the same.
1: But did you say Eddie the Murphy? Did I say Eddie the Murphy? Uh, It sounded like you said Eddie the Murphy. Eddie the Murphy. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> that would be better if you did it in your English guy voice. Yeah. I mean, yeah.
0: Eddie the Murphy. <laughs> Here comes our entertainment, the Negro Eddie the Murphy. All
1: right, um, but you know, on the other side, and I, I maybe I just think too much, and I and I do this, and I and I really have went over this part because because I do really like Charlie Murphy. But do you think that maybe if he he felt like he was doing an impression of his brother, if he went into it like a Charlie Murphy kind of. Yeah,
0: you know, that that different... You know what I thought was missing from some of this? I wanted to see Eddie go there. I wanted a little bit of 20, 30-year-old Eddie. There were moments where I thought he should have been rougher. He should
1: have been more, prof- uh, more profanity. But he's know. also trying to balance his new... Uh, he's balancing his new, uh, uh, he's Muslim now. He's not a bad guy uh, anymore. He's trying uh, to be an example to the community.
0: I felt like this this particular role, and because look, man, tension, the more something is tense, comedy plays a better role. And and I thought that with some of the tension that was there, that should have been stronger, a rougher, street grittier, 2030s Eddie
1: would have made it better. I think that this, it, he was too reserved a little bit. The part where I thought the miss was and what you're talking about, hey, please say what I think you're gonna say. The juice when they went to know when he went to meet his kids at the juice place, and why I thought that would have been great there at the juice place because these were all these white people and the back. Right. If he would have done it there, it wasn't on anybody. It didn't ruin any of the momentum of the story because he could have just made it about culture versus the cultures intersection of uh, of white and black, and then make it about. This being at this juice place. Cause then he brings up Dr. CB brings up a lot of different things. that could have been really cool right at that moment. If he would have been the, the guy that you're talking about to me,
0: here's what I thought you were going to say. And I thought this was such oh, the basketball I mean, thing. No, well, okay. I got something else about the basketball okay. thing. A missed opportunity, the family dinner, the family dinner, when it started getting tense about Farrakhan and Jews and slavery. Again, the more tension, if you brilliantly execute comedy with that tension, that is a water cooler moment. That is a oh, my God moment. And I thought right when they started to get heavy, they got hacky with the Koofy catching fire. And that was the bailout.
1: Now, now the Koofy catching fire, and I'm glad you brought that up. I saw the the comedic intent, but it was such a one, two, three. I, this has Ugh. been in every movie before. One, Ugh. we have a little diversion. Two, now they it's, can't. It's ha- no
0: different from uh, meet the parents and the ash and the vase with the cork, and boom, the ashes pop, hit the ground. It's a hacky moment. We've seen that. chaos at the dinner table
1: where the moment was is the moment that I thought would have been really great. Like you're talking about there is when he goes, no, I agree with Farrakhan. I, 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 you know, when, when Jonah Hill's like, tell me why you agree when, when I thought it was great that he kind of stopped and go, Oh, well then tell me why you agree with Farrakhan. And right there at that moment when he didn't have anything, that would have been great. If he would have thrown some Farrakhan quotes out, something that about, no, no, that, not Joan Hill, that Eddie Murphy could have been when, oh, right, when he right, goes, right, right. Well, you know, like everything, like and then bring up some really hard right. fucking hitting right. Farrakhan statements. I think they might have been, it, it seems, and I'm not, it seems like this movie want to avoid controversy, though.
0: And that's partly my point on why I give it one and a half yo's. When you got Eddie Murphy and you got topics like this and you're talking about race, th- this is the moment where you go from that works on TV with blackish. Cause you can only go so, so far. With a movie, you're supposed to push the fucking envelope. And when you got Wizards Eddie, even Wizards Eddie, Jonah Hill as funny as he is with sarcasm and topics about race, how do you not go there?
1: He goes further on the cable show. On the cable show. Black as black black AF. Black as fuck.
0: Oh, okay, okay, right. He goes
1: further than he did on this. But there's a reason why I think he did. And I keep going, and this is why my epiphany of the show, what it was, I think it Um, was something different.
0: Yeah, and and then let me jump to another moment. Um, I was going, please say it. Please convince Jonah to say niggas in Paris. And then he didn't. Why are you building this moment up to to, to go out like that? They should have made him say it.
1: There was another way to go. And I said it to Tara while I'm watching this. If Jonah would have looked at him and go, don't fuck with me. You know exactly what you're trying to get me to do. And I'm not going to do it.
0: Right. I'm not going to say niggas in Paris. (laughs) Just, you know, just a slip up out of frustration. Maybe it causes a car accident. Just, my God.
1: But he could have owned that moment where he knew what he, instead of being so passive and you know what the dad's doing, call the dad out because he did in the, ba- well, we haven't got to the basketball game. In the basketball game, he used that moment to show him who he now, was. That is
0: perfect. Let's go to the basketball moment. That felt a little hacky to me, uh, but you know, fuck it. Let's, let's, I'll even go with that. Let me take that back. Cause let's say, yeah, you white boy, they could ball because actually, I, let me take that back because there's something else Well, I'll say bullshit. But it made me think of Artie Lang's joke. A little bit. Like, well, imagine if that would have been another perfect place where it's like uh, record skip.
1: Yeah, but- that, Oh, that would have been brilliant. But the point in this, because they have to go back and forth. The point in this was to uh, show- Eddie Murphy's character. What is his name in this? Eddie Murphy's character. Oh, shit. I can't even remember his name.
0: Akbar or something. Oh, Woody.
1: No, Woody's his real Real name. name. And Ak... is his Muslim Muslim name. Okay. Okay. Anyway, it's to show uh, him that he's wrong. Like, just because I am this white guy doesn't mean that I can't play ball.
0: Okay, but you could have done both things. Why not? You could have. You could have. shown balling, which gets like an Artie's joke, which they embrace him even more. So much so that he's so embraced... He slips up and then cut to him running to the car, all them chasing him, and Eddie's just walking slowly knowing he got the wait, wait to open the car door. And Jonah's banging, open in the car! And this is the joy for Eddie knowing I can open the car and let him have shelter in the car. Or I could, I ain't gonna let these black <laughs> brothers whip this white boy's ass because it's my daughter's fiance. But I'm going to scam a little bit. Like you could have had more fun with that.
1: He could have had more fun by just saying, I play ball like I'm in Paris. Okay. Like, okay. Because then that goes back
0: to the song. I said, And you know what? That's a great lie, but you got to finish that with the dunk. I think it's funny if he said, I just play ball like a nigga in Paris.
1: But they don't, they're not going there in this that, movie.
0: And that's why it's disappointing to me. Okay. Um... I thought the barbership barbershop moment was again felt like a, a skit. I've been to several barbershops in the hood. And a lot of barbers cut white boys. There's a lot of white boys that go to black barbershops in the hood cuz either they get their their hair cut kind of like ours or because there's just niggas is nice with them scissors and clippers. And I've never seen a white dude in a black barbershop catching the heat that he was catching that felt like a skit. That felt so overdone and so comedically dramatized.
1: I'm, I'm, I, I've am i never seen that situation occur. And I have, I have, when I used to keep my hair real short right. in, in Arizona, I would use, uh, there was a shop there that was, everybody went to it. I would go to a black barber shop. now if I wasn't living in Hoboken because there is no black barber shop in Hoboken. Right. But the reason I'd go now is because I don't have a lot of hair and I'm doing a two. I'm doing a two on the, uh, my clippers on the two. And, I don't want – when you go to a white shop and they use clippers, man, they take fucking forever. I, I, other than my son, everybody takes so long. I want someone just to do it quick because when you're working on black hair, you get right. quick, man. These kids for, for my hair, you don't have to line it up or anything. You just got to take it down. So I know that's why I would go. Right. So all that being said, yeah, you go in. But I, I've got to be honest. I, I did experience the very first time I went to a shop, a black shop, to get my hair cut. They were like – when they were they at you like that? Not like not that deep, but they were like, okay, maybe a glance. May, and it's not really the barbers, it was the people that were waiting. Okay. But that just felt too. Yeah, it was it was sketch, like you just said, it was sketch-ish. Right. Um, dude, the funniest scene in the movie to me,
0: fucking Dion Cole. When he was explaining the Tron wedding. <laughs> That was, the, that was the hardest I laughed throughout the whole thing.
1: Do you think that that was made up on the spot? I wouldn't be surprised. Because I just... Who writes Tron Wedding? That has to be something where you did 18 takes and that's the one that they kept. I can tell you what was definitely made up on the
0: spot. And I've said this before. Regardless as to whether or not he and I may have had a little friction, Mike Epps knows how to steal a fucking scene. <laughs> when he said, and hey man, get this white, white, this white berry, White something to drink. And Eddie went, <laughs> that was Eddie's real laugh. He really made Eddie laugh. I know that was improvised. No single writer is looking at Jonah Hill going, the white, Barry White. That was Mike Epps. Mike is quick, and Mike knows how to steal a fucking... Him and Kevin Hart know how to steal scenes, man. They know how to take lemons and make lemonade. And I'm telling you, Eddie's real laugh, inside the actor studio. <laughs> That's the movie. <laughs> That's Eddie's real laugh. He made Eddie laugh.
1: Uh, yeah, bro, I, I I would say true. I, I, if you have all these, and there are so many comedians on this, by the way. Sam uh, Jay's on this. Uh, you're, Deion you're, Cole. You're, you're, well, the dude you like, uh, Andrew Schultz. Andrew Schultz, uh, fucking Mike Epps, Kim Whitley. Uh, dude, we did his podcast. Uh, Mexican dude. Oh, oh, Felipe es, Esparza. Esparza. Yeah, yeah, uh, man, it it was it was it was packed with comics. Yeah. And if you don't let those guys go to work, you, you you're wasting talent. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, and really, my 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 last note, uh, I felt like we barreled through this. But again, we're trying to get the banker in there. My question is: Did the tit for tat on both the comedy and the serious moments in regards to race did it feel too convenient and contrived? And I'm going there with the whole. Look, I know it's a movie and there has to be an arc, character arc, and the characters have to go from one, one way of thinking and acting to the other for it to all come together. But, you know, the dinner party and then the breakdown of how uh, I forget her, the name of her character, but she, you know, broke it down to Julia Louis-Dreyfus about how she made her feel Not like a, a black woman as, as opposed to a woman. And then how Jonah Hill laid in into Eddie. And of course, the ending with everything just like a Cosby show comes together and culminates into this beautiful uh,
1: Copacornia of just racial harmony. I was... Okay. Did, am I answering this question or are you going to... No, you? no, no. I was with the movie and I got to the part Um where they can't do black and And this is the Sam J thing. Black and white don't go together. It just isn't. It's not ever going to work. And that's where they went with the movie. And I got to the part where these two people love each other and it it, it exploded. And I got to tell you guys, and I'll tell you this on saying this on the podcast. I If you know me at all and I, and reading some of the comments, some of you don't know me at all. You think you do, but you don't know me. I always believe that it's, it's just us in our own way this works we're this we we we're, we're just people man and it works our our histories our past our, our, and then all this that you just saw the 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 overreaching the, the everything that happens in this movie maybe we won't make it maybe maybe we just don't have the pieces to the puzzle to make it fit together and that's where i was with that Uh, And I I was sad. That's why I liked the movie. It got me to feel that because I, I do feel it. Sometimes I do feel like this is, this doesn't work as, as a whole, it won't ever work. That being said, uh, then they, the, the parents realized they fucked it up. And then this is where I hated the movie. The parents get together and all of a sudden there's a wedding after they cancel a wedding. The cornucopia of, you know, they canceled the wedding after right. the whole, after a, right. a, 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 a dinner or whatever. What's the dinner before? The uh, dinner party, like the wedding the, party. Yeah, the, the wedding dinner. Right. The wedding. So they canceled the dinner after that. They canceled the wedding after that. And then the mom and Eddie, which are the antagonists to each other in this movie, they get together and then they plan the wedding, invite everybody, and then they invite him to go get shoe shopping. And then that's going to walk them into getting married. I was like, fuck, this movie had potential, and they fucked it up for me right there.
0: Let me, listen, I say if the movie was good enough, we all know that life doesn't always have happy endings and is not predictable, and sometimes just doesn't go the way you see it. Why not kind of give us the ending you want to give us, but also keep it based on a little bit of reality where it doesn't necessarily Work out, which might leave the door open to a you people too, where then maybe in the second one it comes together better, a la meet the fuckers, yeah, meet the parents.
1: Well, they still left it open for it too, but here's—I don't think they did. Here's my opinion: the,
0: the, there's no tension when everything comes together magically and beautifully at the end.
1: Well, here's my, and I don't like the magically and beautifully at the end. I don't believe in that, and I don't like when movies do that. Uh, So that was my, but then I I had an epiphany on the train because all this throughout the whole thing, and that's, it's so important that that the the, the thing about um, black and white don't go together. They're never going to get, it's never going to happen. It's never going to work out. It's never going to work out no matter what. And that was such a, a big statement and it came somewhere in a weird place and it comes at the podcast. And I'm like, why did Bears put this? What, what is what is this? And when I was on the train, I'm really going over it and thinking about it. What if he was just talking about if all these other people just get out of the fucking way? What if, if people just got out of the way, especially the, you know, this was an older group and these were younger kids that had a relationship within what they understood their part of their culture, how they intertwined in, 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 uh, the culture. And I love that they called out whether it's, but you're going to call it the culture now. It's not black culture. It's culture. But in that culture, if everybody got out of everybody's way. Does it work? Do they find a way to make, do we find a way as people to make that work? And is it, is it some of the old ideas that are holding us back? What what is it and and so I kind of got this because I I thought it was interesting that he didn't show us what made them attracted to each other. There's a little fight in the in the scene where you know Jonah didn't freak out and he's like oh yeah and then showed her the picture and like yeah wow. uh, all the stereotypes. But yes, you do look like this and yes, I do. Okay, so she gets over it a little bit. They go they actually go out and he, we don't know why. They came together. We just accept that they came together. So if you accept that they can come together, can you accept that they can stay together? Can you accept that we can all come together? And is that what the the, the Muslim and the, the Jewish woman and the Muslim man, and they, they talk and they get together because that doesn't happen either. The, the Jewish woman, the Muslim man don't talk. If, if everybody just stops and be, becomes part of love, I know that sounds hacky, but if it does... Is that how is that is that the road?
0: That's is, why that's why I say to me this. Listen, we got three movies out of the Ben Stiller, uh, De Niro meet the parents, and then meet the Fockers, and then whatever else it was called. we got three of those, and that tension always stayed. Yes, there was the happy ending in the movie yeah. between Ben Stiller and his girlfriend, eventual wife, but that tension between Stiller and and De Niro. That was the through line in all three movies. So why not give treat this the same way? Don't make this one and done. And again, with a topic as delicate and as taboo as race, there's a lot of meat on that bone. There don't is. rush
1: it. But there, there's some interesting things that he did in there. There's some interesting things that were- We, I, you, I, we Let's not get long with it. Okay, you know, I know. I, I don't I know that's the only thing I wanted to say. I'm going to say this, But and then yeah. we'll get through. This. It's interesting how he did this because also, just think about this. Jonah Hill goes, you see him on dates, and he went on a date with the white girl in the right. Right there at Cantor's, right? Right. You never see her on a date with, a, with, with a, a black dude after that. She's with her girlfriends. She talks to her girlfriends. He was very careful not to make this about- Black men, too. There, There's a lot. I, I would love to hear his take on this move because there's a lot of very interesting things that he did that I think are, are pre-planned and determined. I think that he was very specific in what he was writing. I would like to hear him. I, do. If anybody knows him, please, let's see if he wants to do our podcast. He's way too famous yeah, for us. I, I just
0: think that with, with, with everything you're saying, that is more to my point.
1: That it should the, the, have been done long, right and longer. Right longer a sequel but I think that there's a lot in this movie that if you really and, and seriously I had to really think about it I, I I did really think about it I put time into it to understand it because I couldn't understand that left that it took when they got married right anyway it's interesting check it out let us know what you think told me to cut you off man but we have to take a break it's nothing personal it's just business uh, let's get on to this banker because Aries wants to get into this oh we're out of time oh my
0: god oh my god uh, listen man I know that in the black community, uh, we could reel off hood movies all day long. Juice, Clockers, New Jack City, Paid in Full, uh, New Jersey Drive. Uh I could go on and on and on and on. This movie should be uh demanded curriculum for to be watched in schools. Why can't we name movies off roll off our tongue like The Banker? Like we do hood movies, this movie was so uplifting, informative,
1: based on a true story, based
0: on a true story, inspirational. Man, 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 and and you know how I know I jokingly say and have said along with Guthrie and Vince Morris, especially when we talked about from Hebrew to Negro. Look, Cliff Notes: Black people, the shit, the end. Throughout history. From inventions to entrepreneurs, to athletes, to entertainers. We're the shit. And the more and more you learn, the better. And I'm just going as, as a community, we know the hood shit. We, 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 we celebrate hood movies like there's no tomorrow.
1: Why aren't people talking about this movie? Well, let me ask you this question, because here's another interesting thing about this movie. Who in the fuck was it marketed to? Did you know about this movie until I told you? Or when I, I, came to you? I saw a poster. I know Anthony Mackie is, is has popularity now, yeah, but is, he's not driving bodies to the to the theaters. No, his
0: biggest claim to fame is obviously the Avenger movies, and he's not even a main. He's like you know, he's. I, I'm,
1: I'm not knocking him by that no. Statement. I know what you're saying. Though. I'm just saying, is that enough to bring people to the? I don't think so. Well, and, compare, and, but, do, do you, but with Sam Jackson, well, Sam, but his parts, you know, it's not the. What I'm saying is, was it ever even marketed? right uh, is it, because who I couldn't
0: it? even find, I found it on Apple TV. I, I, I looked on that's, Amazon I th- prime. I think I got it on
1: Apple. Yeah. That's where I got it. I, but I, the movie's great and it's well made. It's, it's, filmed it's well. fucking awesome. Everything about it's good. I was worried you weren't going to like it cause it's not an, you know, it, it, it's, it is a little slow. It's not... No, I didn't find it slow at all. You didn't find it slow? No. It's a build, though. It is a build. I, thought it, I, I loved it from the very get-go. Good. I'm glad you did. I was worried that you weren't, but I, it's, it's a movie that should be seen.
0: I love when Sam Jackson says to him when they meet, you're angry, but you don't show it. That's the best kind of anger because it fuels you without making you a target. I've been doing angry wrong, Andy. <laughs> I've been doing angry wrong because he's like, dude, you can be angry and it could be your fuel, but don't show it because now you're a target. Now you give them a reason to go, ah, angry black man. Can't deal with him. Fuck the reason why he's angry. He's just angry. We're the source of his anger, but we won't take accountability for that. We'll just go, you're angry.
1: Let me just ask you this question and take black and white. Focus on the symptom and
0: not the problem
1: take black and white out of it for just a second. Who gives a fuck why anybody's angry? Does anybody care? No, nobody cares. But but that's my point. You there's the accountability part is secondary because this goes to this 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 famous saying that I I wanted to say to you the other day is the best revenge is living well. Have you ever heard that? Yes. Who cares if they know what your anger is? Live better than them. Take your shit to the next level. That's that's the best part, and it, to me, and and when you see the character, and I really like how they played the character. Um, what is it, Sam Jackson's character in the? the yeah. he, he isn't in the movie that much, but that's key because that's understanding his character. He doesn't need to be; he's the driving force.
0: Right. Um, you know, when they when they show how he, you know, Anthony Mackie makes his very first deal, and. And uh, uh, when he goes outside of the normal business practices and he even says to the guy who eventually becomes his partner, who eventually dies, which eventually leads him to partner up with Sam Jackson, he goes, uh, you went outside of normal business practices from a from a I don't know what the right wording is, but from a business standpoint, what you did was wrong. I don't know if ethics is the right word, but ethically what you did from a business standpoint was wrong but I'm also commending you because it got the job done. Done. And I'm just going, why is life such a trick where you're supposed to be taught to follow these rules to attain this? But a lot of times to attain that, you got to go outside the rules. You got to break life's rules, which is scary to do because you worry about the consequences.
1: But, you know, this is...
0: I'm sorry. Let me just say, Will Smith had a great quote he said everything that you want is on the other side of fear
1: yeah i could say that right i, I always like this that if you if you follow the path that's set before you you'll never get to anything new okay because yeah you're just going down the same thing that's already been there so when you said when they say breaking rules and this is where the ethics part comes in. If you don't really do anything that's against your ethics, if you don't do anything that's going to get you in trouble, but you break the rules, yeah, because you have to. There's no other way to get there. Good things come to those
0: who wait. Better things come to those that don't.
1: <laughs> I like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um. Th- 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 you know, and part of the reason why I didn't find it slow is because the dialogue between Mackie and Sam Jackson. It's great. It's great. The way that it, the pacing of it, but more, more so, the actuality of what they're saying based on their circumstance. It's fucking.
1: I when, when I say that, I thought you were going to find it slow is because it, it, it's not a period like an old period piece, but it's, it's a little bit different. There, the, the right. cadence is different. The way that they handle things are different. Uh, because it's what is it supposed to be? Fifties or forties? Forties, fifties. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I even like my my favorite one of my favorite parts is just as a young kid, Anthony Mackie's character is just sitting listening.
0: Yes, from the jump.
1: Yeah, listening out the window because he's not supposed to be at the bank and just listening to what the bankers are saying inside the room. Even
0: that moment is such an inspirational moment because again, we idolize hood movies so much that you'll see that same scene but it's of a kid making his first drug deal or seeing his first body or claiming his first victim. And that's the path that leads him on.
1: Or or hitting his first home run or scoring his first touchdown.
0: Right. This is a kid with a piece of paper and a pencil listening to numbers and equations. Valuing his brain. And business. Oh my God. That's why I'm saying this should be mandatory curriculum in
1: in, 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 in school. But when you think about it, that's not a black thing either, though. That's like kids value uh, superhuman feats. You know what I mean? Uh, like b- being able to hit a baseball, being able to play basketball, uh, danger, things. Who cares? You, you're really good at your studies.
0: but, but Yeah, but, but you have to understand why that's important to us. I do. I, this morning I was watching on PBS a great documentary called Being Black and Making It in America, and the guy had a quote talking about the Great Depression in the 1920s and how it affected America. But it said for black people, it was like, when America catches a cold, black people catch pneumonia. So even though you're going, that shouldn't be a black thing, it's important as a black thing, because in that same scene, the older black man snatched him from the window ledge and said to him, don't be listening in on white folks' business. Like, you get killed for that. And his, his father even said to him, hey, man, you want to be a laborer or this or that? That's attainable. Making money the way you want to make money like white men, that's not realistic. Cut to one of the most successful building owners and bank owners in history. So when you say take the black and white out of it,
1: you can't. But what I'm saying is, that is normal for kids to act that way is what I'm saying. But nothing has been normal for black but no, kids. and what I'm but, but to your point if you just do number wise number wise you only have a smaller amount of black kids than you do white kids at that school at school let's just use a school what's the number I, when I went to school I think there was only 3 black kids in my in my class in my whole in my elementary school there was 3 black kids that were in the whole school so if one how, how many do you need before one gets book book smart you need because as kids that's something you run away from is studying your books you want to be play baseball you want to play whatever it is but there's enough white kids that some of them are going to fall into books if you don't have that, that 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 the the numbers the less you have the more important it becomes that's what I'm that's what I was saying why well, I take it out but then you got to put it back in like you just said
0: You know, I I loved how Sam Jackson's character. It's like no matter how rough things got, he had a. I'm not surprised. I knew it was coming. This is how it is. Attitude. He even alluded to that in the beginning when he talked about when he said, "I don't trust people. Period. I don't trust white people, but I don't trust people. Period. Even black people. But I, you know, especially don't trust white people." And at one point, when it seemed like everything was getting to a point where they were just being defeated with no way out. Sam Jackson says to him, when you find out how life really is, you can't do nothing but laugh. Because he starts laughing at a moment when Anthony Mackie is going, how can you laugh? And that's when he says, when you find out how life really works, can't do nothing but laugh. And that was just another quote that stuck out out to me because it's just like, "God damn!" When people go, if you don't laugh, you'll cry. And even though it feels like, does laughter really fix it?
1: No, but... What else can you do? Do, That's what's going to get you through it because you got to get through it. Um, I love that Sam Jackson's character always knew and to, to the point of the real people that this is on knew that this was going to be always going to be an issue. There was always going to be problems. Right. And is anticipating the problem. Not looking for it to be like it is for everybody else. Right. He's very careful because that's even in his businesses, he's very careful to keep his profile down because he doesn't want the problems.
0: Well, before that, him and Anthony Mackey struck gold and major success in California. But when Anthony Mackey goes home to his small town in Texas, and I and I think Sam Jackson worded it where it was like, This ain't about money, this is about social justice. This, yeah. You you want to go and make history. And dude was like, Yeah. We've made the money, now let's be for a higher purpose. And it cost them, it, it cost them a lot of money, it cost them their freedom, they went to jail. And what was so beautiful was Neil Long, who was his wife, Anthony Mackie's wife in the movie, at one point, when they when they hit Anthony Mackie with the choice, you either cooperate the way we, we want you to, no jail time, or you be a hero and jail time. And he's walking with his wife, Outside the courthouse, this big beautiful building, and he's asking her, "What should I do? Am I doing the right thing?" And she goes, "Look where you are. You're at the courthouse. In other words, you're doing something that is going to change people's lives. Historical, and that always leans on the Muhammad Ali's of the world, the game changers. You know, the the, the Bill Russells and the and the and the, the Jim Browns." And again, you can't help but take your hat off to that because who has the balls to do that? Especially when Sam was saying, "Dude, we're comfortable, we're successful, we're 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 under the radar." But it, it, these it being in LA, California ain't the fucking
1: Texas, right?
0: So what, by doing what you want to do, we're taking a risk,
1: Ooh, and he took the risk because that's that's what. Sam's character was was that was the secret to his success is being it's you can be successful keeping it being low key not making other people want or to take you out take you down but like you said Anthony Mackie was wanted a different his character wanted a different purpose dude it's it's knowing you're going to take that hit is, is, is 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 it worthwhile right and uh, if you're doing it for the greater good, I guess it's worthwhile. Some would say that. But can you, are you willing to give up what you have right. knowing that it's better for everyone, better for everyone, but it's not going to be good for you.
0: Right. Yeah. That that That's the hero that like Dave Chappelle said, man, you my hero. Fuck being your hero. Nigga, I'm trying to be rich. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) A lot of people don't trade riches for 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 heroism, Um, and I love how they how they again the genius of doing what you have to do to get where you need to be, and how they basically took the white boy under their arm, schooled him, trained him, and used him as a tool because he had his pigmentation was his power. To ultimately get what they needed behind the shadows, which was the bigger picture.
1: Wrong white boy. You said wrong white boy. I mean, they needed the one that they trusted. Right. They needed to meet some more white boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was he was the wrong one. Yeah. Um, we got to go.
0: Yeah, I know, man. Goddamn, I didn't really have much less on this, but I know if we had really taken our time and really talked about it. At, a, at the normal pace, this could have easily been an hour and a half. I don't really have any more notes. The only thing else I said is, when you look at this movie, man, I need a knee along in my life. The value of a black woman that stands behind her black man through thick and thin. God damn.
1: I think all dudes need a woman that makes... I think, yeah, I, yes, I, I think yes I, but I, I got to yeah. put the color on it. I know. Because but the, the historical... You could go historical. And it's statistical. But I think men are better when they have someone Absolutely. fighting in their corner. Absolutely. Every man needs an Adrian. I'm
0: just saying, given those times, you know. And,
1: and, yeah, if you take the times.
0: Like, I was really going to be disappointed if the movie ended with simply them going to jail and losing all their money, which I thought when they were putting up the, the words uh, describing yeah. the outcomes, that was it. I was like, oh, this is sad. But then when they reveal that they even used the white boy to help them, even though he snitched, so that they rode off into the sunset in the Bahamas. Well,
1: and yeah, but the white boy did let them know what was going on. That's what yeah, I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. It was the genius of. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, damn, this nigga backstabbed him. But if he would have been a little bit smarter, they wouldn't have had to get in that mess in the first place. Exactly. That's all I'm saying. It was the wrong white boy. Right. But in the end, again, to what you just said, it was the right white boy that. He, he came through in the end. Yes. So, um, all right, quickly, Bam! because we got to go, uh, next week, man, we're going to be at the, uh, funny bone in Virginia beach. That's February 10th and 11th funny bone, uh, Albany funny bone, uh, uh February 17th and 18th. And then we're going to be at the improv in Denver, February 24th and 25th. um, And I'll just give this one out, too, because it's right there. Uh, March 3rd through the 4th, we're going to be at the Funny Bone in Cincinnati. That's Liberty Township, Ohio, Funny Bone, Cincinnati. There it is, baby. We got to go. Yeah, we got to
0: go, man. i love Uh, uh, y'all hear the emails tomorrow uh, with Bobby Pierce in here. Fucking wicked kid. (laughs) We're gone.
1: Thanks for listening to the Spears and Steinberg podcast. If You'd like to know who's responsible for this shit. Well, it was hosted by Ari Spears and Andy Steinberg produced by Steve Merrick and Anthony Holmes, executive producer, big Papa, Robert Kelly, and Matt Kleinschmidt for the laugh button podcast. For more information on where to find us on the internet, visit www.spearsbergpod.com. You don't like to do it face-to-face? No, I don't, I don't like that way. I don't like to see the face.
0: Lena. <sighs> nope.
1: That's crazy. Look. You can get a doggy style. You can get a on your side. Those are your only choices. This is my house and I get the say. Got it?